God's word for our meditation today, our, our gospel lesson, previously read Mark chapter 10. In the name of Jesus, who makes us children in his family, their fellow redeemed. Tell me, do you think that church and children go together? You think that uh, kids belong in church? On the one hand, maybe you say, well, absolutely, man, I love it when kids are in church. I love to see the, the little cherubs come up even when they need a little encouragement. I love to see them up there. I love to hear them uh, say the Lord's Prayer with us, even if they're a couple words, you know, behind. I, I, I love to have my little grandson sit in my lap eating Cheerios while I'm listening to the sermon. Absolutely. I love to have children in church. Maybe that's what you're thinking. In fact, maybe you're thinking, actually, you know, if it wasn't for children, I'm not sure I'd be here. I mean, if, if, I, don't, if I didn't have my children, I, I might be going playing golf today. But children and church go together like peanut butter and jelly. Or maybe you're kind of at the other end of the spectrum. You think, yeah, I don't mind seeing kids in church as long as they aren't mine. I mean, as long as I don't have to be the one to try to keep, make them behave and keep them quiet and keep them from chucking toys three rows ahead. Because children can sometimes be noisy and misbehave, sometimes we might feel like they don't belong. Sometimes we may wish we could just worship in peace without being distracted by some baby crying or some parent taking their kid out. Maybe when we had the children's lesson, you're thinking, oh, no, this too? How long is this going to take? I was hoping we could get out a little early. I, I wish parents would just leave their kids at home. Why do I ask your attitude about children in church. Because God's Word today begs us to think about our role in bringing the next generation into the arms of their Savior. When it comes to our calling as parents or grandparents, but especially as simply Christians, as followers of Jesus, our Savior's instructions are pretty simple. When it comes to children, he says, let the children come. As we take a little closer look at Mark's account of Jesus blessing the children, we'll see that Jesus makes two key points about children. He says, first of all, don't hinder them. And secondly, be just like them. Now, our account that we have before us takes us back to Jesus late in his earthly ministry. He's, he's traveling throughout eastern Judea on his way to Jerusalem for the last time. And while he's doing that, Mark tells us people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. Not necessarily to, you know, heal them of some terrible disease, but rather just to, to bless them. To, to love on them a little bit, to show his affection for them in, in words and actions. In fact, in the parallel account in Luke, it said that parents were even bringing little babies to Jesus. 
Now, the first thing I want you to notice here is that these children come in contact with Jesus because somebody took action. Somebody did something, right? They were bringing little children to Jesus. In other words, they weren't saying, you know, I think we'll just let the kids make their own decision about this. When they're old enough, when they reach the age of accountability, they can make their own decision about religion. No. I mean, do you understand that the the fallacy of that kind of thinking? I mean, would anybody apply that kind of logic to anything else in a child's life? You know, if, if my infant wants to, you know, make himself a bottle of formula, well, okay, go ahead. And my five-year-old, I, I don't know, if he wants to enroll in kindergarten, go, 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 go ahead. No. Loving parents do what it takes to meet the physical, emotional, and especially the spiritual needs of their children. And I say especially their spiritual needs in light of what the Bible says about how children are born into this world. Scripture says, flesh gives birth to flesh. In other words, sinners give birth to sinners. And and again, every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. Now, even though for for a while, I I thought my grandson was perfect. (laughs) I thought he was absolutely flawless. I've, I've now learned, no, actually... He's got a sinful nature. He's, he's become, as Pastor Wardell likes to say, a little rascally, right? I think that's a theological term, rascally. My, my grandson, in and of himself, does not have the ability to come to Jesus or believe in him. For, for, for my grandson to become a believer, somebody had to do something, and they did when they brought Hudson to that baptismal font. In a sense, isn't baptism the ultimate example of what these parents were doing, bringing their children to Jesus? It's why this very account is included now in in the baptismal rite in our new hymnal. Baptism is the, the fulfillment of parents bringing their children to Jesus. And it is, isn't it ironic that in this beautiful picture of these parents bringing children to Jesus, you've got people trying to stop it. And, and I'm not talking about Jesus' enemies. It's Jesus' disciples who are trying to stop this. Mark tells us, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. In other words, they said, nope, go away. I don't know, maybe they thought they were trying to do Jesus a favor, you know, trying to manage his calendar, his time. Maybe they thought, you know, Jesus had more important issues to address. I mean, he'd just finished talking about divorce and and marriage, and maybe they thought those are adult topics, these don't fit. Maybe they just thought Jesus didn't care about these little ones. They were standing in the way. They were standing in between Jesus and these children. You know what you call that when you, when you get in somebody's way so they can't get to where they want to go and need to go? We got any racquetball players here? You know what you call it when you, you impede somebody's progress to the ball? You call it a 
hinder. Not, not a hinder, although you might use your hinder to hinder, but to hinder means to get in somebody's way. That's exactly what these disciples were doing. They were getting in the way. And, and when Jesus sees that, he addresses it. He says to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. You realize those words still apply to you and me today. When Jesus says, let the little children come, that means do not hinder them. Now the question is, what, what does that mean? I mean, what does it look like to, to hinder the spiritual progress of a child? Well, you realize on a racquetball court, you don't have to actually grab somebody to be guilty of hindering them. You can just kind of get in the way a little bit, make them take an extra step, make it a little harder. It's the same thing is true in children's lives. You don't, you don't have to demand, nope, you can't become a Christian to become guilty of hindering. We hinder children when we take a lackadaisical attitude about family devotions, when we say, well, if we get around to it, fine. If we don't, no, it's okay. We hinder children when we leave the impression that the time they spend on the ball diamond is more important than the time they spend in worship. We hinder children when we demand godly behavior from them without letting Jesus work a godly heart in them through his word. I mean, if you think about it, what, what more do we want for our children and grandchildren than that they simply know Jesus? Because Jesus can give them the things that, that we can't give them. In Jesus, they find security that comes from knowing that God of the universe is on their side and is controlling everything for their good. Jesus gives them the peace that comes from knowing that as far as east is from west, so far has God removed their transgressions from them. Jesus gives us confidence that our value is not found in how many free throws we can shoot or what kind of tennis shoes we wear. Our value is found in the blood that Jesus spilled for us. He makes us valuable. He bought us with his blood. Jesus gives us an identity that's not built on our race or our gender or our economic status. Our identity is found in the fact that he has adopted us into his family. We are his children and God wants to bless us as his children. That's why the parents were bringing their children to Jesus. That's why parents still today bring their children to Jesus. That's why we build schools and churches and colleges so that more people can bring their children to Jesus. Because Jesus says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. And yet here in our text, Jesus says more than simply don't hinder them. He goes on to say, in effect, be just like them. 
<laughs> now maybe you're thinking, really? Be just like children? I, I, you know, when somebody says you're acting just like a child, typically that's not a compliment. <laughs> so why does Jesus say what he does? Well, let's look what he says. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he expands on that. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. What does that mean? To receive the kingdom of God like a little child. Well, let me, let me tell you a story to maybe illustrate this. When I was a, a missionary in Houghton, Michigan, going door to door, meeting people, I, I met a family that had six boys from ages about two to 13. They, they were unchurched, and so I invited them to come to our Sunday school, and they, they did. One day, one of the younger ones, little Elliot, came home to his mom and said, Mom, it was amazing. There, they, there was a story about these fishermen that went fishing and they didn't catch anything all night. And then Jesus told them to fish on the other side of the boat. And all of a sudden they caught so many fish that it like sank the boat. And wasn't that amazing, Mom? Isn't Jesus so cool? Meanwhile, Elliot's older brother was listening to all this. And his response was simply, yeah, right. As in, that could never happen. I, I don't believe it. Hmm. Two boys, two different ages, two completely different responses. One boy took God at his word. He believed it. One boy who was older and thought he was wiser let his reason overrule what God said, and he doubted it. That's what Jesus means when he says, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. There are people in our world who hear a story about this guy who walked on water, who healed the sick, who raised the dead, who was nailed to a cross and three days later walked out of a grave, and they say the same thing that older brother said. Yeah, right. There are others who purely by the grace of God and the call of the Holy Spirit hear that same story and say, yeah, that's right. I, I, I can't explain it, but I believe it. And it's changed my heart. It's changed my life. And that childlike faith is what puts people into the kingdom of God. When you think about this story of Jesus blessing the children, it's, it's really a beautiful picture, isn't it? I mean, to just think of Jesus opening his arms to little children, putting his hands on them, blessing them, whispering in their ear words of comfort and affirmation, and telling them how much he loves them and has forgiven them and giving them confidence to face the future. My friends, you realize that, that those little children 
are you and me. Jesus still invites us to come and sit in his lap so he can offer us words of love and forgiveness and encouragement and assure us that he's prepared a place in heaven for us. The next time you, you see children at a children's lesson, thank God that they're there. Whether they're your children or they're someone else's children. But more importantly, thank God that through the eyes of faith, you see yourself up there as well. For I guarantee you, it, it will change what these words mean. Let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them, for the, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us and worshiping with us online today. We are so glad you fed your faith through the work of Mount Olive, and we'd love to know that you fed your faith. So head on over to mountoliveappleton.com and click the online friendship register, or just click the link in the description here. It takes about one minute to fill out. Thanks so much for spending time with us. God's blessings on your day.